When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, Elsie and John. <laughs> good morning. So how was your birthday? Because I think that was happy. You had a good birthday, right? Are you trying to cheer me up? <laughs> yeah, Yes. I, I had a great, I did. I had a very nice birthday, a beautiful birthday. You good. gave me a very fun and cute tribute in our group. Thank you for that. That was so sweet. You're welcome. I woke up to some lovely texts and I got them all day long from my family. I talked to my dad. I talked to my sister and my little boy went poopy on the potty and the teacher called and said he needs pull-ups now. And my other son went and got his books for college. So my life is very strange, but um, it was a nice day. And your editor completely forgot. Oh, did you? Well, I forgot because I talked to you in the morning. Remember, I sent you the text for the, I sent you a hangout invite because it was supposed to be for somebody else. People always get, people, either you've been not the first person that talked to me yesterday that was like, I'm such a dolt. I forgot. It's like, I don't expect you to keep track of my birthday. Why? I don't care. But then I went into social media and I was like, oh, it's Jess's birthday. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. It's fine. But I mean, that's how you find out is from social media. I'm not going to. It's not like I can answer every phone call with Jessica's birthday, Jessica speaking, you know, it's just silly. I did decide that this year is the year that I'm going to start being vague about how old I am because I don't think I look the age that I am. And so if I just say like, well, first I thought I could get away with aging backwards and instead of being the year ahead, I would go the year behind and then just keep switching off for a little while. I did the anniversary, like I would do the anniversary of my 30th birthday. Like, this is the seventh anniversary of my 30th birthday. <laughs> That's clever. I think I'll just say, like, early, I'm in my early 40s. It's just so confusing. Like, oh, why? I'm in my late late 30s, early 40s. Why do it? Yeah, like, that's just. Because I'd rather have people guess than find out my age and go, God damn, she's old. If I, I just mean... say, hey, I was born in the 70s. That's all you need to know. I have no feelings around that. I think that the only reason I get confused is because now I honestly can't remember how old I am. That's good, though. I have to think back and go, okay, I was born in this year, and I have to do the math. And the only reason I remembered all year last year that I was 45 is because the president is the 45th president of the United States, and it almost made me throw up in my mouth every single time I almost said my age. And when that's the only thing that I was like... (gasps) I'm 45 and he's 45. Ah! And so that made me really upset. Okay, never mind. I'm an idiot. I was just going to say every time there's a new president, you have a new birthday. Right. But that's no. not how that works. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not even close. No, that's not even close. Not but, even so close. I'll be 46 and I'm going to be very excited because I will be 46, not 45. Because 45 was really an age that I was like, <gasps> I just didn't like the number. Not that I was like, oh my God, I'm 45. It's more that... The connotation and seeing that number everywhere in not the best form made me be sort of like not happy telling people how old I was, which is weird because it has nothing to do with it. But 
now that I'm going to be 46, I'm going to be fine with it. And I hope to remember how old I am because I get confused. So just ask me. I'm a human calculator. I know what year you were born and therefore I know how old you are. Okay, good. I will do that because I'm not good at math like that. Like I, I have to visualize it in my head and there's, I don't have like the brain that does things really fast at all. As you can tell from the words that don't come out of my mouth. It happened as I got older. As a kid, I never could do math in my head, but now I can do it really fast, which is weird. So the crazy thing is that when Elsie was born, I was 11. That is crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That's so weird. I know, isn't it? Because I don't feel, I don't feel my age. Yeah, well, nobody does, I don't think. Physically, I feel like I'm 85, but mentally, I feel (laughs) much younger. But do you think, do you think that that's even a thing? Like, do you really ever think that you, I mean, and actually, I'm asking everybody out there right now. Do you really feel, as in like, in your brain, your age? Like, wouldn't you, like... I just don't, I don't understand what that would feel like because we usually say like, well, I don't feel like I'm, you know, 46, but really we don't know what 46 feels like. We're just us. I do. How how would you? (laughs) I know what 46 feels like. I think I feel my age. I think I do feel my age, but I think it's because my life has been so compartmentalized, you know, every 10 years, something really drastic happens. Or, you know what I mean? At least for me so far, you know, like I moved out of my parents' house when I was like 17, got married when I was 21. And then I was like young mom from 21 to like 30. And then I got married to Scott and my mother died when I was 30. And then I had my kids, you know, like grade school years during that time. And then when I was 40, I had a baby. And now I'm starting over. And then my kid got sick and passed. You know, so it's like my my 40s are so different than my 30s, which are so different from my 20s, which are so different from my childhood. So for me, I do feel 40 because it's almost like every 10 years I have a, I'm a different person, which most people don't go through. They have like a pretty, you know, standard way of going until they get married, have kids. Then they have a different standard way of going. But I seem to... I seem to change. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen anymore. It would be great if it didn't happen anymore. I don't want my 50s to be drastically different, but whatever. For me, I can downshift. In other words, I can go from my 50s to 15 real quick. Like my 15-year-old self, I can get there real quick. Or my 20-year-old self. That's just maturity. Yeah, I can downshift to immature in two seconds. Well, I never said I was mature. I know. I I like that about myself. Being mature is different than feeling my... I definitely feel like I'm, I'm in my 40s. What birthday for you, Elsie, was the one where you went, whoa, you have one of those birthdays? Where I get hit like with the oldness? I don't have, it doesn't have to be oldness. It just has to be like, wow, um, this age. I can't believe I'm this I age. I got hit really... I got really... I think my biggest um, was 35. When I turned 35, it was probably the most... I don't even know how to um, encapsulate what I felt that I felt a big, deep sense of like, what am I doing with my life? That's exactly what I did, too. I, yeah. 35 was my big one because it was like, it was like, wow, I'm 35 and I have this much to show for it. And at the time I had never been married and, you know, I was happy and I, you know, it was all that kind of stuff. And I said, you know <laughs> you what? Fool. I need to go get married <laughs> and, and I need to make big hilarious. changes in my life. And uh, now, if I could go back now, I'd go back to 35-year-old John and go, stop it. You're fine. 
You know what? I wasn't right, fine. But then you wouldn't have your kids, though. I had a totally different thing because it's like at 35, I had that same feeling. And it was, but it was a feeling of like, oh my God, I'm in a life that I never wanted to have. I'm never going to have kids. And I put myself in this position. Poor me, I'm stuck with what I have. Like I literally was like, I had that sort of victim mindset. And then within like, and it's crazy, at age 36, I think I had, I, I was pregnant and out of where, of everything that I lived, that, that I was before. Like within a year, my entire life was 180 degrees, 360 degrees different. It took me two years. So in two years, it took me, yeah, less than a year. In two years, change. I was engaged, married, and had a child on the way. And after by 37, I had my first child on the way. Yeah. So yeah, I, 35, I was like, boy, I got to change some of this stuff. Yeah. It was, it was that crazy. I absolutely, I think I had, I think I had, Hunter was born into, okay, ma- okay, math, Jess, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. How old was I in 2008? 26? No. 26, no. 36. 36. 36. Okay. So then, John, I had no prospects of having the life I wanted or even ever being a mother. And then by 2008, uh, while I was 36, I had a child. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is insane because it literally was like one of those things. Yeah, I, I oh my gosh, it was cr- the 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 velocity of light change for me then was that's why when I start to look back at the power that we have to make choices, there's a lot of times when it's when we might feel like at that moment when I turned 35, I I I truly felt like I had no way out. I felt no zero way out zero way to change zero way to change my own life zero agency for myself at all and something shifted in my my mindset through there plus an impetus of that feeling of of being a victim and and i completely with the help of you know my and it's interesting because the the, the more choices you make to make that change that meaning that and it's in alignment with what you really want to do and this is when you get kind of woo woo about all kinds of things the faster the universe helps you to do it and i feel that that's what happened it's like i made a decision and i i i said no like this is not going to happen and then the minute that i resolved like what not like half ass not like going like i think i kind of want to make some changes it literally was like yeah then everything around me and everyone around me started to push me towards what I wanted. And it became, it, it became easy choices versus feeling a deep sense of inertia that you have no, no, no ability to move. See, when I was 35, my kids were having their bar mitzvahs one after the other. 35, my life was golden. It was beautiful. For me, that age was 25. Oh. I turned 25 and all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, I'm an adult. I can't be this person. I can't be this this person married to this person. I can't live in this house. I definitely can't drive this car. I need to get out of this life now. And then similarly, if I was even the slightest bit on the fence, my husband made it easier for me. My parents made it easier for me. Everything, it's just like you said, it was like the second I realized I was done, he 
really drove that home for me. Like four, like four months later, I was like, I got to get the, uh, you know, oddly enough, it culminated with Y2K. Oh, wow. That's I was, weird. I was 25, two weeks after Y2K. And that New Year's Eve, he humiliated me. We, uh, his sister-in-law's sister, if that makes sense. So like my brother-in-law's sister. Does that make sense? We were at a wedding, New Year's Eve, 1999. And I was all dressed up probably for the first time in five years because I was in college and then I was a mom. I was all dressed up. I had had my hair done. The kids were sick and they were home with one of their cousins. I can't believe I'm telling this story. This has nothing to do with our podcast. Feel free to delete it. But, um, but so um, we're at this wedding and we call home to see how everything's going. And David, the cousin who was watching Emily and Nate, was like, I just blew their nose and it's a little bit red. And so Rob hangs up the phone and immediately is like, we have to go. And I was like, what's wrong? What's the matter? Like, we're, I'm a little buzzed. We're at a wedding. He's like, we have to leave right now. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, he just said his snot was red. I'm like, yeah, of course his snot's red. He's blowing his nose. It's probably a little sore in there. And then he goes in front of the entire table and his whole family, Jessica, get your fucking ass in the car. And I was like, and I just looked at him and I go, I just took my purse and I walked out of the room and he couldn't drive because he was way drunker than me. I drove us home. Sure enough, it's just a little bit of darker colored snot. Like, I don't know my own kids. He never even changed a diaper up until this point. Sure enough, there's absolutely no reason to go home. I look at him and I was like, I can't believe you spoke to me that way. I can't believe you did that in front of your entire family. And I can't believe you didn't believe me when I said the kids were fine. And then two weeks later, I turned 25 and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of this. I am not living this life. I'm not going to be this hillbilly's wife for one more minute. And I started planning my escape from that moment on. (laughs) It's like when you just, yeah, it's like a whole body decide. And I think that that's what it is. There's a lot of us right now that whenever we, we, and I'm saying we, because there's been other times when I've had to make a decision and there's a sense of being wishy-washy about it where you're like oh maybe I should do that do you think I should do that I think maybe I should do that oh I don't know if I should do that should I do that you know it's like that kind of energy doesn't take that doesn't make any anything I mean it's kind of not even fair because on my wedding night he said something similar while I was still wearing my wedding dress and I knew then it wouldn't last forever but once again you hem and haw Right. It's just like you're saying in the universe, you're just like, well, maybe it can work. Maybe I should forgive him. I do love him. He's a great dad. We had such a good time with this thing. And oh, that didn't work out. Maybe I should leave. I'm not sure. I don't like this. Maybe I like that. All of a sudden you just get slapped with reality. Like I'm 25. I'm at a wedding where the bride and groom are doing coke in the bathroom. Like, who am I? What's happening in a fire hall? Yeah. And I mean, not to not to insult right. anyone who's either A, done that at their own wedding who's listening, or B, got married in a fire hall. But at the time, just the combination of all of it, being yelled at by one jackass while everyone else around me acts like a jackass, I was just like, this cannot be my life. It cannot be my life. No. And then I just made sure whatever I did led to that point. That was 25. At 35, everything was beautiful. I miss being 35. My life was so solid. And that's when I should have had Isaac was when I was Uh, 35. That's when I wanted to have Isaac. 
but we put it off because of the bar mitzvahs and then Emily got kind of sick and she was nuts. But that was a good time. Everything went to shit after that. <laughs> um, Sweet. Now here well, we are. And now here we are. Now here we are. Here we are. I'm in my early 40s. Yep, I'm in my early 40s and everything's getting back on track. But like... Jess, are you going to make 2018 your best year ever? No, it's not going to be my best year ever. Okay, just checking. I are. I can tell you, it's not going. Dude, I, it was just trying to joke. Oh. Well, I can already tell you no. I can tell you that it will be a great year, and one with many positive changes. It seems like that for everybody so far, anyway. But it can't possibly be my best year ever. I'm not going to have that for a long time, probably. I have baby goats. <laughs> Do you guys think I'm being negative? No. <laughs> well, no, it's just that if you go into it, you know, it's it's sort of like, I guess, you know, when you say stuff like that, not you as in like Jess, when I'm, I'm using generalizations, that I feel that you kind of stop it. It stop it from possibly being the best year ever. It's sort of like labeling it like, no, you're just going to, you know, you're just going to be the sucky. This is just going to be another sucky year. You know, we went over all our successes for 2017, and I thought about all the events I went to and all the things that happened to me. It was not a bad year. It was no, a it great wasn't. year. It was awesome. I was thinking back, too, especially when you did the whole, like, sponsorship thing. I've been looking it at our back catalog. I've been, like, it, it was There were so many things that we did. I mean, honestly. It was a great so year. Much. I've had a really good time, but it, it just... Until I some, I mean, I, I just can feel, <sighs> I can feel a need to get to know myself as an adult in a way that I've never been able to do because I've always been an adult with kids. Well, that hasn't changed. A, I, I have been a mother. I know. I know that. But when you're a mother at 21... I don't know, like I, you don't get to know yourself. And then third, you know, I, I just know that like I have ignored my own, I just don't feel like I know myself that well or that I'm not listening to myself or that I'm not, I don't know. Don't you know what I mean at all? Is there anyone out yes, there who knows no, what the fuck I mean? I, yes, I totally, yes, absolutely. I, I think don't we think go through being dead inside is normal, John. I want to figure out why I can't have any feelings. I don't think that's good. I'd like to feel something. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm kind of dead inside too. Maybe it happens at 40. I think 40. part of it is that you're, you're right. I mean, the thing is though, you have to like be open to have it happen versus saying, oh, it's not going to happen this year. Or, you know, that you just got to take it for what it is and be open it to something happening if it happens. That's all. It can't possibly be my best year ever. I mean, I guess it could, but I'm too raw from losing my daughter. So right. how could it, on the, I mean, maybe on the outside, it could be my best year ever, but it couldn't possibly be that on the inside until I can somehow between now and Christmas, figure out a way to be okay with that. Even going to therapy. I mean, don't you think that'll take like more than 50 sessions Sure. to like, right. to like you know, be okay, not just with her dying, but all the shit that led up to it. And then all the shit that led up to that. And then all the shit that led up to that. I mean, don't I have to start from like, you know, being told that I was going to college to find a Jewish husband. Don't we start there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we have to start young. It's going to be a long road. Yeah. 
right? I don't know. I've never done there. I'm dreading it like nobody's business. Well, we both did B-school together, you know? Yeah. Back in the day. We did B-school and stuff. And when we did B-school, there were always, you know, the thing, even this is actually happening over at... um that she podcasts a lot, where once you start something, you kind of find all these women that are doing the same thing you are. You get very excited and you're like, hey, everybody, do you want accountability people or masterminding? Let's get on a call, blah, 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 blah. Well, back in the day, like uh, probably I would say, I remember what when, when we did B-School. Like I did B-School, I think a year before you, like 2010 is when I think I did mine. And then yeah, I was 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so I think somewhere around 2011, I had like a little bit of a mastermind with two other women where it was like we would just get on the phone and kind of talk about our day and kind of walk through what we wanted to do. So one of these women uh, and then we we stopped, of course, because you do. And I never heard from them. I mean, I, I'm friends with them on Facebook, but we don't really have anything kind of in common. And I just... The other day I was looking through my feed and I saw one of the women, right? Her feed came up and she's like, my book is coming out. And the book is called Shattered. And then it looked like a like it looked like a murder mystery with the, you know, the words shattered and the font and stuff. And I'm like, oh, and you know me and my murder stuff. So I was like, oh my gosh, I think she wrote a fictional book. And I want to see what it's about. Oh no. Oh no. So when I look in there. When I look, when I click through, it's called Shattered from Grief to Joy After My Son's Suicide. Holy shit. And I, I knew was that like, was coming. I know. And then I was like, what? And then, you know, when I, when we were talking, she was a CPA at that time. She had just gotten a position. Like she wanted to either do it on her own, but then she was offered this like really like cush position in a university. And we were like, just do it, Rebecca. And she had like, um, you know, her kids were at that time around school age, like 10 or 11 or whatever. And it turns out her boy committed suicide as a teenager. Like he was like 17 or something like that. And I was like, what happened? And then I started to look back. Of course, then I was like sneaking into her into her profile right to see like what happened and how does she handle right, this right and essentially right. you know she, i think that she put up a post and then she disappeared and i think her son um you know committed suicide in 2015 and she had a complete life change of course you know she disappeared and then that's what happens. just popped yeah she just popped up again and she had written this book and now she is wanting to really help people go through this whole lost thing and she quit her job and she realized what life was and you know there, there's it's like a, this whole huge thing but she essentially was like MIA and so yeah. sometimes we need that sometimes we need to you need to sort of s- step into that you know and and you're right I think that if you want to label it and when I was saying like the best year ever it just brings so much pressure to it I think yeah, I can't do that. I think if you can have, and this is the caveat that I put in terms of like whenever I uh, I teach yoga and whatnot, because for me, yoga is a matter of you doing the best choices that you can given your cir- circumstances at any given moment. That's yoga. That's yoking yourself to yourself. So if you can say, yoking? if I can have th- yoking, because You're that's yoking. what it's for. You're yoking, but like literally to be able to do the best, you know, to have the best year you can today, given your circumstances. 
That's it. Yeah, that's what I'm going for, certainly. Yeah. So it's but not like, let me just have like ever. the best year ever. It's like, I will have the best year that I can, given my circumstances. The end. I feel like it's and not possible we- right now. So but th- that's it. But that doesn't mean that I'm not trying for fantastic, for fantasticness. Right. But you know, and I think, and, and now I'm I'm going to kind of change our, our conversation a little bit to um, something that, no, I know, <laughs> could we? But I'm actually going to change it over to one of my uh, fellow E-League members. Her name is Katie Ward, and she has a podcast called The Enthusiasm Enthusiast. And it kind of goes with our conversation here because, you know, one of her key things that she wants to really focus on is kind of tapping into that enthusiasm of life and really sort of taking life deeper, but it from from a very specific point of view. And she is a really, really uh, like empowered and an activist in terms of feminism and, mis- and and beating misogyny and and speaking up and speaking out and addressing women's issues and you know s- looking racism in the face and 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 being better on, on all things. So she has these conversations with women and gender fluid people who have very strong stances in all things that are women empowering. And one thing that happened. As of late, um, Katie has this uh, book club and she went to this book club and the book that they picked was Sheology, which is like this book by um, Dr. Sherry A. Ross. And it's all about sort of like women's intimate health stuff, like all kinds of things that are lady, lady, all the lady part stuff. And in the process, she realized how she wasn't taking care of herself at all. Like, and that that tends to be a tendency for for women, that usually you, you kind of like put yourself at the end of things. Like if somebody's sick, usually you take your kids to the doctor or if you're, you know, if your partner's sick, like you take care of them. But then like whenever you start to feel a little weird, it's like you're kind of like, oh, whatever, it'll pass. Like you kind of just don't really want to deal with it because there's so much other stuff happening. And really, do I have to, like, I'm not going to, like you want to do things for yourself, but usually everything else takes precedence and then you end up not taking care of yourself yeah. and you end up depleted. You just deplete. All of a sudden you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I'm so far <laughs> down the, this sucks plane that I'm, I don't even know how to fix this. And, yeah. and, what, and sh- what she was saying is like, you know, there's so much right now as women that we're being asked to be and do and, and, you know, and change the world and we need to be warriors and making different choices. But, holy cats, if we don't take care of ourselves, there's no way we're going to be doing this. We're going to just not. And so anyway, what ended up happening is she was so moved by this book that they were reading in the book club that she actually reached out to Dr. Sherry from the book and said, hey, do you want to come on the show and do like a Q&A? Because she was obviously Dr. Sherry and her. She was so into being able to help women start this conversation, to ask the questions that you feel that you can't ask anywhere else that have to do with your private parts, that have to do with the way you're feeling, hormones, and and things that you don't possibly don't even know who to ask, and just address it. So she's starting this wonderful three-part series with Dr. Sherry on her show that is going to be answering all these questions and and really just starting the conversation of taking care of yourself. So, and it starts uh, tomorrow. It actually starts on, I believe, January 23rd. So I just wanted to say that. So if you guys want to check that out and you hear, you hear how we as women need to take care of each other. So, and that, this is somebody who's doing a little something to, 
to promote a that. Something. A little something. So, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I know. The end. Um, but shall we talk about our new sponsor for the show? So our sponsor this week is Podcast Movement. We are so excited to be going to Podcast Movement this year, as we are every year. But this year, especially because it's in Philadelphia, which is where I live. So when y'all are on my turf, I'm the boss. So Podcast Movement, just to tell you a little bit about it, it's the world's largest gathering of new and veteran podcasters. So it's any skill level of podcasters, not just for the newbies, not just for the business shows. It's for everybody. It's July 24th. And through the 26th, it's, so it's three days, workshops, parties, panels. Elsie and I are going to do a VIP day that week as well. Over 100 sessions on different topics ranging from technical to audio production to marketing to monetizing to community building. Everything you could ever possibly want to know is going to be a podcast movement, as well as Elsie and I. We usually do um, a live taping and she's at their booth because she's stuck there and <coughs> I'm roaming around <coughs> having a good time. Oh, sorry. She's not stuck there. She loves running the booth for John. We'll be there and also. John will be there. Da, 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 da. You guys have never been able to meet John. You're going to be able to hug Big Bear John. Yay. Wah. Anyway, it's in July, so you have plenty of time to save up. And also, we have a promo code. You will get $50 off if you use the promo code SHEP. All one word, so it looks like SHEP, but it's SHEP. We always have a really good time. It's a huge event, but it's really great to be in a room full of podcasters. There's something so special about that and never an awkward conversation as a bonus. Don't you think? Huh. Have you ever had an yeah. awkward conversation at She Podcast? I mean, uh, a, at podcast she movement? Po a podcast movement? No, because you always get a chance to like meet all kinds of really fun people and they kind of know about podcasting. They give out hugs by the handful. And Jared and Dan are really nice. You'll get to meet them and you get to meet all the people that you love and that you learn from and that, you know, and that learn from you. People will come and, you know, hopefully learn from you. They're actually taking submissions for speakers as well. So check out podcastmovement.com. Please get your ticket using SheP if you heard it from us, um, because that way they know that we actually did this ad and that we love them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think we should probably do some some friggin' news. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Yeah, well, actually, part of the news that I want to share has to do with podcast movement. Because as I'm looking at the speakers and whatnot, you know, and I was thinking like, what, you know, what are the types of sessions that somebody wants to put out there? And I started to think about especially the women that I've been working with, that they have so much to offer the podcasting space, but really they don't fit under a lot of these sort of like overall tracks that are offered, which are creation, technical industry, marketing, and monetization. And if sometimes when you look at those at, you know, from a from an outsider perspective, when you have a show that is a sort of like a passion project or that has a little bit more, uh, I guess, a cultural meaning, it doesn't feel like you have any, like, where do you fit? Like, what? where do you go if you want to talk about uh, addressing racism and sexual harassment or any other socially relevant topics within podcasting? What if you want to have a session that is about expanding the diversity of your podcast and really teaching other interview shows how to find a more diverse audience? Like, where would that fit other than, like, something like creation? I mean, it, I guess it kind of does. And then I thought, like, 
there has to be at this moment a more mature conversation around podcasting that goes beyond those topics, even though those are absolutely important and they will continue to be important. But what I, I actually put this forth to Dan and Jared or at the podcast movement people altogether to see if they could add another track, another track that was reflecting back the needs of podcasting, the podcasting industry to start to address things that are above and beyond monetization models, which is what I've been talking about and talking about um, advertising and things like that to really start to think about how podcasting can really impact culture and reach underrepresented communities and things like that. They immediately turned around and they added another track, which is which is society, culture, and advocacy for podcasting. So, so I was exciting like, too. I'm so thrilled because, you know, there's like like Andrea Clunder from The Creative Imposter. One of the things that she did last year is she led this incredible sort of like not how to podcast uh, like uh, workshop thing, but she worked with high school, uh, you know, high school students and they created this this entire podcast like she would go into the school and they that's what they did they they're this podcast is now out and you could hear these students voices kind of like expand and grow just by going through this process and I feel that it would be amazing for her to do a presentation around the impact of what that did for the students, how that was done via the school system, what kind of impact it has for everybody else listening, how it could have affected them, like their self-esteem or maybe conversations with their parents or maybe the way that maybe the school system is looking at podcasting. Those are all topics that don't really fit into any other things. And and it can take the conversation bigger. It can actually expand to people who, who maybe don't have the, let's say, download numbers and are not in any of the sexy industries like, you know, internet marketing, but they are in industries that are really changing that specific industry, that specific, like people who are um, addressing with the elderly, just like really just focusing in on being able to empower that community to find something. So I'm really thankful to Podcast Movie for putting this out. So if you have a podcast that is around that, or if you have noticed something around the podcasting industry that you feel needs to be addressed, that it's around society or culture or underrepresented, you know, people, or you feel that um, diversity needs to be front and center, or you feel that there are some voices that you that are doing a really great job at at bringing that conversation to the table, and you want to do an entire thing focusing in on that and highlighting those people. Now you have a track, you have a track to be able to do it. So yay, I'm so happy. Yay. So awesome. So, yes, I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'm so impressed. I mean, like, I'm impressed with you, but I'm kind of, no offense, I'm kind of more impressed with them. I know, right? They're so awesome. You know? I mean, they were, I'm that glad was so that awesome. they listened. I was kind of like, it's one of those things when, I don't know if, if you, uh, I, like, I was just thinking about being a kid, you know, or like seeing my, like, Maymay come into me and like kink towards me and going like, Mommy. I want to do this and this and this. And then mom's usually, uh, no. <laughs> but <Yeah>. why? <laughs> you know, and then so she has to like, why do you want? But mom, you don't understand. But mom, you know, we've all gone through that. And that's kind of how I felt. Like, I felt like I had like, okay, I have this feeling and I really want this. And this is so important. And here it is. And I was ready for like, no, right. Or dismissal. 
And then all of a sudden yeah. it was like, that sounds like a good idea. Here you go. I was like, ah, what? <laughs> Get out. You know, and I was so excited. I didn't even know what to do yeah, with I was myself. Say, like, you who was didn't I even know what to do when they said yes, did you? You had no other plan. No, I didn't. I was like, ah, okay. That's great. <laughs> so, I don't know what to do now, but that's fantastic. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. You know what? How much work that is? I know. Wait, I, I can't, I don't have, the, oh my God. Yeah, so I was really, so I am so thankful. I was like, my whole everything, I was so excited. I didn't even know what to do with myself. So thank you, Podcast Movement, for doing this. I feel this is a fantastic way, place to take things and yay. So there's that. I was thinking about, yay. I have a theory. Maybe, I, can I run it by you guys real quick? Yeah. Sure. So one of the things about podcasting is when you first get into it, it's like, oh my God, the what microphone, what mixer, what this, what that, what kind of gear. And one of the things is since you're talking about, you know, this whole new track and everything, what kind of equipment can, that we already have that we could get economically to make a really good sounding podcast and be able to do things almost, and I say almost, almost for free where they could get their message out and do something like that. What if we made like a little course like that or a video like that on what to use, what to get? Like I am more impressed with the iPhones and the Androids now, the the recording capabilities that they have to make a podcast and people doing things in their car, sitting in their car. It's really not even a bad sound. The car is sound treated be quite honest with you mm -hmm. now it's not a studio but it's certainly a quality that you could use to put a podcast out and it's amazing uh, i think that you know True. if people have that then to the recording and then then just take that and make that jump into the technology you need to get it out there as far as published and mp3 and stuff like that you can basically do all that for free yeah you know when yeah. you started talking i thought like oh my gosh how cool would it be because you know how there's um Every winter, most of the time, especially those places that are super, super hyper cold, there's all of those organizations that gather coats and blankets for people, right? Where that are in need that you that you just have lying around or something. All because we all like my girls are going through coats like crazy. They just outgrow them, right? So you have this like mm -hmm. perfectly fine new coat a lot of the time where you could pass that off. So I was thinking like, I wonder if there's a way that we can do something like that as an industry. And this could be a conversation that could be added to that to be able to go like, if you have any extra microphones or things lying around that you're no longer using, that you've upgraded your stuff, but then maybe you don't know what to do with the other stuff to donate it to sort of like the, the podcasting bank <laughs> where you can, you can give all the extra stuff to maybe organizations or people who want to get behind the microphone that feel that there might be a barrier of entry because of the, um, in, you know, in, income buying some of this stuff, like in just investment of this thing. So I think that there's places that we can go with the industry itself that are beyond the conversations being had. That's all. And I think, and I'm p super stoked. How many people have old iPhones that they've upgraded to new ones and there's nothing wrong with the yeah. iPhone and they could right. use that with a microphone to record a podcast on. You could donate totally. that and someone could go to a church or a, you know, a shelter or something like that and talk to other people and interview other people. 
It would be it would be amazing to mm-hmm. be able to provide that kind of stuff. So I just think that those conversations can now start to happen and we can expand a little bit more and feel like, okay, there's there's so much more. And also to appeal to a lot of, of, of podcasters who don't really who aren't doing podcasting because of business purposes. And there's a lot of us out there who are passion podcasters who really just are, are doing this from our hearts versus all the we, we kind of yeah we would like to know about pod, you know marketing and stuff like that but we're really looking a little bit more to build community and and uh, kind of talking a little bit more about the impact that we're having so I just thought it was awesome uh, but it is awesome so cool I think that this week we it's been a little bit of a slow week in terms of news and the only thing that I've seen and that I haven't put in here Jess because I honestly don't have I don't I don't know what to say about it, but I don't know if you saw both from Pandora and Spotify how they are kind of stepping out and uh, saying that they're going to be monetizing uh, podcasting more. I saw an article from Spotify that came out, I think, uh, today. And then I don't know if you saw the one from Pandora, like Pandora CEO uh, came out as well saying that they're going to be focusing on podcasting and sort of like ad insertions and all of these things. And there's a part of me that I just don't, I'm like, wh- why? <laughs> I'm not Which sure part? you know what's happening. Like the Pandora guy, like that came, he, the, the, I guess the way that he came out, it's like, first of all, at the beginning when Pandora was, was supporting podcasts, they were only doing like one. I think it was like, um, cereal or or actually even before was it cereal yeah and then there was somebody it was like um the the other npr one that's like super super famous this american life that's right this american life yes and oh i think my they God, had that's what those, you were thinking of yeah i think they had those two out there and then so he's actually stepped out and talked about monetizing podcasts or for podcasters it was so confusing that i was like what, since when are you going to be putting yourself in a position to help podcasters monetize? Like, where'd that come from? Yeah, who the hell do they think they are? I just don't, yeah, it was a very strange conversation. Just, I know, what they do is so not what podcasters do. Well, it's who gets the different. money? Who gets the money well, from, the, yeah. from, yeah, the, from that Yeah, that's ad. an even better point. Who the f- yeah. And then let's say you have a podcast that has three spots in it. And they decide to put two more. Now you have a half-hour podcast with five spots in it. Who's listening to that? Yeah, it don't I, make no I, sense. So the first thing that well, I, I would do if that was if I was if I had my podcast on either one of those things is I would just immediately go in there and take it down because I don't need somebody else messing with my show. I am the master of my show. I put everything <laughs> in there. I do everything that's supposed to be in there. I that is my show. Now, I put it on your platform so people can listen to it. I give you content, and now you're going to put something in my show? No, thank you. That's how I feel. Especially if I'm not getting any money out of this. For who, for what? For who, for what? I think it's a, yeah, it's a very strange conversation. And it actually, this was from an article in Variety. I just found it. I just didn't put it in there because I'm like, I don't, I don't know enough to concentrate. All I know is that I wrote, I sent an email to Rob saying, I'm really confused about this. Because the headline for Variety said, Pandora CEO... Roger Lynch wants to create the podcast genome project. 
Um, and it says Pandora is looking to offer podcasters monetization options that will be superior to the current state of podcasting advertising. Currently, many podcasters still rely on ads that they read themselves on air, Lynch said. Quote, it is not the most effective advertising model, unquote. So I'm going to put this here so that so you guys can see it. All so we're going to throw some so, crap against the wall and see if it sticks. Is that what we're doing here? I guess. I, I, I guess. guess. That's what I'm seeing. And that's why I was so confused because I was like, wait, since when and how did you, what, where did you come from? <laughs> And why Pandora? I mean, you guys, isn't Pandora the number one? Aren't they above Spotify? Like, Pandora is bigger than Spotify. They are huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it says, that being said, Pandora isn't pivoting to podcasts. Music will continue to be the core of Pandora, Lynch said. The company is instead looking to broaden its offering to retain existing users and regain the trust of those who have left in the past. See, Pandora, Pandora was the first. Okay, so everybody went there for music because you could listen to the music on your phone and it was free. But now what is happening is now you have Google Music and you have Apple Music and you have Spotify and you have all these other places to go. And And you have to pay. You have to pay. You can get Spotify for free. But, you know, if you really want the the best part, the best listening experience, it costs you, I don't know, if it was a 15 a month. I know that's what Apple. For a family plan. yeah, Yeah, that's what I have for my, my kids love it. Uh, absolutely love the Apple plan and that, you know, they, they can download their music and stuff like that. So I think Pandora is scrambling here. And if I they're going to add podcasting, they're trying to figure out how to make, everybody's trying to figure out how to make more money. So they figure that they, since you're on their platform, they can throw a spot in on your show and they take the money or do they give you like a, here, here's a nickel kid. Now go away. How does that work? There's more questions mm-hmm. than answers right now. I'm exact. That's what I'm taught. Like when I sent the email over to Rob, when I was like, I'm confused is because this is okay. So he just said he wants to, it's again, that he wants to do a, he, he wants to do a superior to the current state of podcast advertising, whatever that means. But then he, he literally said that the company is working on a deep integration of podcasts that will allow users of the service to easily browse and discover new shows. Okay. That's cool. Like that's normal, right? I would like that. That would be Pandora nice. Pandora to open up. That's nice, right? Okay. Describing those these efforts as a kind of podcast genome project is a nod to Pandora's music genome project, a massive database of dozens of musical attributes for every single song in the company's music library, blah, blah. So, okay. So that to me seems fine. Correct? What I get really confused at is when Pandora, where it says Pandora is also looking to offer podcasters monetization options. Like, where did that come from? How is that even going to happen? So if you're going to add podcasts to Pandora, I'm all for that. I think that's fantastic. I just don't know why he wants to fix something that he feels is broken and he hasn't even been in the podcasting industry. I think that's where I was like, it's like what we were talking about before, Jess. (laughs) Before the whole podcast started, we did a show where we really straightened out the podcasting industry and men in general. (laughs) And you this know? guy's doing the <laughs> this guy's doing the man thing. He's he's he's, yeah. he's he's giving you a solution for a problem that he doesn't even know. Any, he should be asking more questions than giving yeah, solutions. Exactly. That's what exactly. I learned today. To be fair, that's the pre-show. To be fair, uh-huh. I, I'm yes. on your side, Jess. I'm on your side. You're right. I know, but I'm saying to be fair. In my career, I have now done this twice. 
when I started my first podcast, I was like, why are there no podcasts live? I'm going to fix podcasting. People will think I'm a genius. I'll have a live show and everyone will love it because they can call in and talk to the guests. I am a genius. And instead, it was people like podcasts because they're on demand. Oh, well, guess that wasn't such a good idea. And then secondly, I started an agency thinking, why is never... has no one ever thought of bundling small shows? I have 10 business shows with under 2,000 an episode. That makes 20,000 downloads per episode. Let's bundle them and have the advertisers buy them that way. And I can't tell you how many times per week someone with a network calls me and says, we think it's a great idea if you bundle these shows. Well, (laughs) they don't buy bundled shows. They are very particular about which show is endorsing them? And each show has to have its own promo code. So it's really not worth it for $30 an ad to do 27 promo codes. It's just dumb. So that's why they don't bundle. And yet every week. So I have this network of shows that would be so easily bundled. Ah, let me stop you right there. <laughs> you think you're a genius. But the truth is, I've already thought of that. And nobody likes this idea. Yeah. So, so. So right, and I guess but that I that's do the what same it is. Thing people yeah. do this; they think I'll change the industry. I'm a genius, and really, they don't know. Like, no, it's this way for a reason. But you never know. One of these times that he could hit pay dirt. You just never, yeah, that you're you correct. Know. You are yeah. correct. And so then, to reach so out. not to like leave Spotify out of it, but as a, he's adorable. That, you know, there Spotify. There's an article that came out um, today. Actually, way early in the morning, Spotify will turn up the volume on programmatic ad and podcasting in 2018. So it seems like this is an article uh, on Ad Exchanger with the uh, global head of ads and monetization of Spotify. And um, it's kind of like the same. It's so weird because it says... We're serious about making Spotify a destination for podcast podcast users, which is great. And I think I've seen a lot of people have really started to like um, listen to podcasts in Spotify, at least from the stats that we've been getting and people, you know, saying that to us. And um, their talk, he's really just talking about programmatic audio and programmatic um, audio grown at Spotify in the past year and what that means for them and audio buyers and all of that kind of stuff that I don't even understand, really. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for that one, too. It's just that I, I the reason I didn't want to really talk about it, I like how we're talking about it now, but it's just, I was like, I don't even know what this all means. And I just feel like yeah. all of a sudden Spotify put this stuff out because Pandora did. <laughs> It's like they were doing this and like, oh, my God, Pandora put out. They're talking about advertising and reinventing the wheel. So we got to tell them we got podcasters on our thing, too. And we're going to do programmatic ads. We're going to ruin podcasting it for our app like Pandora (laughs) is going to do it. Yeah. Oh, funny, so funny, there's funny, that. Funny, so funny. I just thought I'd bring that along because it's those are like the bigger news that I've seen. Other than that, it just doesn't seem like there's that much crazy uh, news. I think happening. you know I just put my show on TuneIn Radio, and one of the things I love about it is that you can go to the TuneIn app and you can share your episode to Twitter, and it goes right to Twitter with a player. So when you're scrolling through Twitter on your phone and you see the 
you know, the, the tweet, the player's right there. They can hit the player and the, the episode will immediately play. I think that is fantastic. It's one of the a really good uh, plus of TuneIn. Now, I'm sure other ones do the same thing, but it's nice for people that don't really know how, you know, if you just have the TuneIn app because you're listening to music or something, you say, what's this? And you come across that. It's just branded that you kind of trust it and then you can, you know, promote your show that way. I think that's a, a lot better. I, again, I don't listen to Spotify and I don't, I have never had Pandora, so I don't know too much about it. But some of these other like iHeartRadio and TuneIn, I think is a good way to try to create more listeners. Uh, yeah. So, so there. How about that? So there. All right. So okay. why don't we take it to Weird and Wild Show of the Week? Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild. Weird and Wild Show of the Week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's a great ending. I, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I just want to say for those of you who have Sirius, you can only listen to it on the internet. So like if you have an Alexa or if you listen through your computer, you can't get it through the car. But Yacht Rock Radio and Sirius XM, it's like it's it's like it's music of my soul. It's like Christopher Cross is sailing and like Steely Dan. It's the best channel ever. So you guys have to hear it. It's not really a tooltip or a weird and wild show, but they do have Yacht Rock podcast, but I think it's behind the scenes of Yacht Rock Radio. You guys just have to check out Yacht Rock Radio. Just trust me. If you are born in the 70s, this is your station. Maybe even early 80s. This is your station. Trust me. All right. Go ahead, John. Now, John has one. All right. So I am always looking for a new podcast to listen to. You know, something that makes me laugh. Something I'm, I'm kind of more into entertainment than having somebody teach me. Not that I don't like both, but for right now, I just sometimes I just want to get lost in a podcast. Well, I found the Canadian Jess and Elsie, and the podcast is called I Shake My Head. It's with Lisa and Sam. Follow the friendship of two funny women in their mid-40s who find themselves having some of their best conversations in the car. They record the podcast in the car. They're up in Canada. The last episode I listened to, they had to go to a different place to record in the car because outside it was minus 43 degrees Celsius. Now, that is, there's two temperatures. When Fahrenheit and Celsius get to minus 44 degrees, they are exactly the same. It's the only time when there's two, the two uh, degrees match. And I think that's when pure water freezes. So it was one degree away from pure water freezing. And they're out in their car in a parking garage recording a podcast on their iPhones. Now, they had some upgrades where the husband went out and bought them two lavalier mics. So they put the lavalier mics on. And I have one minute clip here that if I can play it, that kind of sums up the show. Hi, we got new. Okay, okay. Oh, no, no, no. There's a truth happening here. There's a truth. God. This is 2018, the year of truths and fingers in the. Whatever. Remember when it was just good old jazz hands? <laughs> no, no jazz hands. You kicked jazz hands to the there's, curb. There's a truth here. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So the truth is, uh-huh. is that with the new equipment that we've, that her, her husband has lovingly purchased for oh, us. Oh, Samantha, really? She you, you has people such want to hear this. anxiety. Oh, you, my God. Do you really okay, think they want to hear Lisa, this? People need to hear okay. this shit about you. Okay. They need to learn Lisa. Uh, and this is one of the things. When she gets something new, there is angst galore. She is obsessed. She gets OCD. I can't do this. Should we do that? And I'm like, can, you, can we just pick? 
a recording device or your phone. Okay. And then the only mm. reason that we're even recording right now is because I told you, let's use both. Yeah. So one's a backup. One's a backup, just yeah. in case. And then that shut her up. It did shut me up. Yeah. So here's the thing, though, Samantha. I oh. don't ever claim to be anything but a little quirky. So that's the show. And <laughs> I've listened to five quirky. episodes in the past two days. I can't get enough. I'm rolling through the back catalog like crazy. <laughs> they crack well, good. me up. So they're gonna feeling they're gonna be feeling happy. Yeah, they are. Like it's that. amazing, and I love it. They say we don't have a Canadian accent. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> talking about. So I think that if you like this show, that the the, the uh, I shake my head show is just a natural companion. Although they don't really talk about podcasts. It's awesome. It sounds really funny. It's a good show. I love it. It sounds great. I'm a little jealous because I feel like you're cheating on us, kind of. No. Well, kind of, sort of. No comment. (laughs) Well, I don't produce their show, right? I don't edit their show. But uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where when when you find a a good podcast, that's the best thing about it is when when you find something you really love, share it with your friends so they can enjoy it too. And I think that's the best way to grow a Mm -hmm. podcast, to be quite honest with you. It's word of mouth. Forget about that Apple podcast and don't call it iTunes stuff. Gosh, it's, I think it's lovely. It's lovely and it's nice. And I don't know how you find these podcasts because you do. And that's great. It <laughs> so. Actually, what happened was someone uh, mentioned them on Twitter and I saw oh, cool. it and I said, hmm, what's this? And I started listening to it and I said, oh, and I stopped the Twitter and I went right over to my podcast app and I searched it and immediately subscribed to it. I said, yep, this awesome. is a subscriber right here. This is a keeper. Look at that. They're going to love you. You should send some feedback. Oh, you don't think I'm going to send this little recording of of this to them? So next week (laughs) when they're talking in the car, they can talk all about this? And and then promote your show on their show? Oh, my God. It's the circle of podcast life. Hit the circle of podcast life. The circle of life. (laughs) And it moves us all. (laughs) Sorry. All right, ladies, where are we going now? We are going into, um, we're going, that's it. We're going to well, wrap it up. Before we go, yes. before we go, I just want to say that we are both going to be at PodFest in Orlando in a couple weeks. If you're listening to this, it's in like two weeks. So if you are coming, if you're thinking about coming, go to PodFest.us and put in the code SHEPODCAST. I believe you get $40 off. But let us know if you're going to be there. We would love to hang out. Elsie, do you know what days you're going to be there yet? I'm going to be there 6th no, through the 12th, I'm, but I don't I'm, get in until late on the 6th. I'll probably be there from the 8th to the 11th. So I'm probably going to be there like just enough. So I'll be there the 6th through the 12th. So if you want to be there and you want to hang out, uh, Elsie will be there like, yeah, just enough time to do the thing and then she's leaving. Um, But I'll be there a little longer because I don't want to go home yet. So... No, I mean, the truth is, is just I, I like to have a day after the traveling or before the traveling so I can just relax and work. I like the quiet time in a hotel. What can I say? But yeah, let us know and use the Coach She Podcast. It's coming up soon. So we would love to see you there. And thank you guys so much for listening. If you want our show notes, it's at ShePodcast.com. Our group is Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ShePodcast. Our Facebook page, check it out. Facebook.com forward slash ShePodcast. And of course, our Twitter is Twitter.com ShePodcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Elsie, love you. Mean it. 
Ha, 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 ha,